Days. Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Bobby, what's wrong with the car? Uh-oh, I think it's broke. Look, that thing there is all swoped up. We we got a pair of pliers and a screwdriver. We can find out. I think we should just start poking stuff. Oh, all right. All right. don't do that, folks. Tune into the Grease Gurus. Don't go to the emergency room. Go to the Grease Gurus and learn why your car might have stopped on the side of the road and what not to touch. On Saturday mornings <laughs> from 10 a.m. on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Ouch! That hurt. <laughs> You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Is this a paying customer? Is this a paying customer? Say, 50 bucks the smells kid picks his nose. Okay, you got it. Come on, buddy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Here he comes. All right, kid, take your time. Now, don't do it. Come on, come on. Yeah. 50 bucks more says he eats. You're off. You're off. I won't do it, kid. Don't, don't, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Most people, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to pay $75 for tires. So they hear they're only $49.95. Then you got to buy all them extras, like, do you want them on the car? <laughs> no, I'll just eat them here. Is this a paying customer? You want them balanced? What are you going to say? Hell no, I like to go down the road, have a go, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and that's what we're talking about tonight, because one little slip, you're out. Is this a paying customer? This is Ted Nugent celebrating the American dream on nostalgic radio and cars. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio Cars with your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google, tantalk1340.com, and you can see me live in the studios as I am dressing up for Christmas here. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas far and near. And uh, this is our Christmas special, and it is Christmas uh, Day. So I hope everybody had a great Christmas. I hope everybody had a chance to spend some great times with family and friends, and that's pretty much what Christmas is all about. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing well. Merry Christmas to you. Yep, I have my pride and joy here, my son here with me today. Yes, we are, uh, since we only do this once a year, we should, we're going to start practicing the art of uh, putting Santa hats on over headphones throughout the year. <laughs> that's our New Year's resolution. That's our New Year's revolution. Re- resolution. Yeah, well, let's see. We are live. We're on YouTube, right, Bobby? Yes, yeah, YouTube live. You can see, uh, go to Tantalk Radio Network on uh, YouTube, and uh, we'll be the first video that pops up, and you can see an extremely festive-looking uh, talk studio, And because uh, we have... Not decked any halls, but we've decked the studios. We did. We did. Wow, look at that. Hey, I'm impressed, Bobby. Nice job there. I appreciate that. I just have noticed that. Very good. <laughs> and uh, Christmas lights. we got our, our banner up there. And, of course, the American flag. And uh, uh, Snoopy hanging out in front. Snoopy hanging out in front. Yeah, he's driving the radio show. Or the radio station, <laughs> yes. I guess that's what it is. Anyway, uh, let's see, where was I? Oh, yeah, run to our computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here at the studio. But don't forget to check out our website called StreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us, and check out our podcast page where you can see and hear. Well, when I say see, you know, you can go to YouTube, I guess, and then, but you can hear all the past shows that we've done. At any rate... Do you know how to drive a radio station? Yeah, yes. Snoopy does. Snoopy does. Snoopy does. Snoopy's in control right now, so... Uh, well, let's see. What did we do today? Well, yesterday, obviously, uh, we were scrambling, doing some work and stuff. And then, of course, in the evening, we celebrated Christmas with our our in-laws and our 
And Lola Jean, the broadcast queen. And Lola Jean, the broadcast queen. Yeah, we actually went to dinner at uh, Rambas, which is what, Golf the Bay there someplace? Yes, and, and also in Oldsmar. And Oldsmar, and uh, we ran into uh, Lola Jean, the broadcast queen, so uh, Merry Christmas to her as well, and uh, Nancy was there from Naughty Nancy's. And everyone here at the Tantalk Radio Network. And Merry everybody. Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, you know what we might do? I think what we'll do here, let's see, what's the number? I think I can reach it. Oh, yeah, 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Or, or, if you're outside of our area code, let's see, 1-866-826-1340. That's uh, 866-826-1340. And you know what we might do tonight since it's Christmas? We might just open up the call line. And let you spread Christmas cheer with us. That's exactly right. In fact, you know what? We have a couple. We have actually have a small phone list. We might just go ahead and start calling a few people randomly and just uh, saying, hey, you know what? Uh, Merry Christmas to you. We'll do, uh, what do they call it? We'll play musical... On-air Christmas caroling. On-air Christmas caroling. Yeah, yeah. Something to that that effect. At any rate, maybe I better hook my uh, phone up here and see if there's any live taxes coming in. I usually keep that pretty... Oh, the yeah. phone's ringing right now. Okay, so uh, let's see. We'll have Mirror Mirror on the wall. No, we'll find out who this is. But I'm, I'm sure we're going to have our usual uh, regulars call in. So it's going to probably be Alan, Radio Rob, Charlie... And uh, some of the other regular listeners that listen here. But anybody else that's wanting to call in and tell us uh, a Christmas story, preferably automobile-related. So give us a Christmas story about your car. So who's on the line, Bobby? Rob, say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Nostalgic Radio Cars. All right. Thank All you, right. Rob. Right, Rob. <laughs> What's up, Robert? How you doing, Rob? Radio Rob, Pretty number good. one. Number one listener there. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, buddy. Got any you Christmas and Dawn. Me, Robert? <laughs> I tell old Jean Merry Christmas. I'll do that. I'll do that. Everybody well, else that can't talk. Okay, super. Well, keep hey, on, thank you. Keep on listening, Rob. Take care. Okay, thank Thanks. you. All right. Yep, bye-bye. And we'll talk to Rob next week on uh, New Year's because yes. uh, we're not sure what we're going to do for a New Year's show. But at any rate, yeah, we decided to just kind of leave this open. Uh, a lot of times uh, we have, do have some people that call in, and occasionally in the past, I think Alan sat in with us a few times and some other people that we know. So uh, we're just going to kind of wing it. Uh, let's see. Yesterday morning, yeah, yesterday morning, 7 o'clock, we had uh, breakfast with our good friends over there, Jersey Jim Towers. And uh, so if you need some radio equipment or TV equipment or your stereo fixed or appliances, give uh, Jersey Jim Towers a call over there. It's 536-2232. area code, 536-2232. Boy, I know that number real well. Anyway, so uh, Bobby and I were there in the morning. Chris Dunn from Lincoln Land was there and a couple other people. And, and uh, so we're talking car stuff as usual. So on the way back, we were driving Miss Moneypenny, our little beloved MGB GT. And... Uh, as we're making our way back, we there was a slight vibration in the car in second gear at uh, a very low speed, and I'm going hmm. And there was a little chirping in there, a little little noise, if you will, you know, like a little friction noise, kind of like, and that kind of concerns me a bit. And I'm not a mechanic, and I like the way Chris described it the other day, which is kind of the way I describe it. That's my good friend Chris from Lincolnland. And uh, we're not mechanics, we're parts junkies, and we're tinkerers, which means if we dabble with something long enough or screw with it, uh, we can probably get it working, and uh, or at least enough to get by. And, you know, with all the years and years and years and years of experience that I've had with cars, I kind of know my way around them a little bit. At least if it's mechanical. Uh, electrical, yeah. then I call in the expert. I call in Alan, the expert. And Alan's probably listening. I think he's somewhere in St. Pete right now. So Alan might call in. And uh, Charlie, if you're listening, you're welcome to call in. Uh, well, hey, wait a minute. Who else? Let's see. Uh, Lou, if you're listening, you can call in. And uh, let's see. Uh, Tim, Tim, if you're listening, you can call in. You guys both know the numbers because you all have radio shows here. And uh, But anyway, so uh, the little vibration kind of started like around 20 miles an hour. So we pulled over one of the side streets down there. And I got out beside the car and had Bobby drive it a little bit. And I tried to run up alongside of it, but uh, kind of hard to do these days. In the old days, I probably could have ran alongside of it, but these days, uh, a little too much huffing and puffing. But at any rate, so uh, it was making the same noise and the chatter, and it wasn't a clutch chatter. It was kind of like an engine vibration or something like that. Long and short of it is, is we nursed it home. We took every side road to get back to Largo, and uh, today I decided to take it apart, jacked it up in the air, fixed it. I had a break. I had a... Uh, turn signal 
lens, light lens that wasn't working. And of course, I know you got to have both those working because. Uh, <laughs> that's what we were yesterday that's what we were we're in a tight spot because uh, johnny law doesn't take too kindly to stuff not working on your car especially since it's uh christmas time of the year and they're all looking for bonuses so they're out writing tickets so make sure everything on your car works and don't speed because and wish uh, them a merry christmas and wish them a merry christmas yeah you never know it might just get you a warning and uh worked for me once so having said that uh fixed my light and uh it was my lenses are the old lenses on the breaker on the lights on the and the and the housings they're plastic and over time they just get brittle it's just one of those things so we went to the hardware store bought a few pieces of transparent plastic probably about sixteenth of an inch thick maybe an eighth inch something like that and I cut them and trailed them trimmed them and drilled them and screwed them together and all this kind of stuff and put the little contacts back in there and sure enough I made it work at least for the moment at any rate. But, you know, it takes time to kind of make things work and fabricate them and things of that nature. And, that, and that's actually kind of the fun part of working on a car. You know, if you're just kind of a tankerer, you know, we talk about this stuff on our show all the time. You don't have to be a super mechanic. And uh, don't buy a serious project car. Buy a project that's within your scope of your abilities, you know. So, in other words, if you're like me, you're a tankerer, that's fine. I mean, back in the day, we used to take engines apart, rebuild them. I never built a transmission, did plenty of rear ends because they're relatively easy. Bearings. And transmission, there's like tons and tons of needle bearings, and when they fall apart, they just go all over the place. And uh, so at any rate, I uh, kind of stay within my scope of my abilities. And uh, so I uh, – what was I talking about now? I lost my train of thought. Oh, the transmission thing. Uh, no, the light. Fix the light. And uh, That is not what we program here. <laughs> Well, anyway, I was trying to get it working, and I did. So, but uh, took a little fabricating and a little uh, cleaning and detailing and all that other good stuff, and I was happy with that. So then I got underneath the car, and I was trying to look and see, well, where could this vibration be coming from? Of course, you know, drive shaft's the first place you look, you know. And uh, so the front CV joint, which is what they have, kind of a constant velocity joint in the front, yeah, it's, it's bolt-on. It looked okay. The back one, oh, yeah, it had a little wear on it. Plus, it was a little clunk in the rear end, and it's a Spicer-type rear end, and I don't particularly care for Spicer rear ends. And I like pig type rear ends, which is basically a chunk type anyway. And that way, it's basically you pull out the, the the center section of it, and you can take it apart, rebuild it, and stuff it back in there after you slide the axles out. Whereas a uh, spicer type, you got to pull the axles out, and then you got to pull the guts out in the front and the back, and you got stuff everywhere. And they're not a lot of fun. I don't particularly care for those. That which is standard, typical GM basically. And uh, but the Ford type in the early '60s, '50s cars, you know, they had basically a pig type rear end, which made a lot of sense. And I have no idea why they switched it. But uh, same thing with MGB. MGB actually had uh, pig type rear end. Most of your cars, because they're heavy duty, they work. They make a lot more sense. And you can take the whole chunk out. You could actually have four or five different chunks, and you could have them with different gear ratios. And the racers like them because, like for example, that's why when the guys race Fords, because depending on the track, they'll set it up with a 391 gear, or they'll set up with. Uh, uh, a, th a 350 gear or a 430 gear or, or something like that. And a friend of mine, for example, down in St. Pete or in Sarasota, races an MGB, and he's got two sets of gears. He's got a set of 390s in there, 391s, and then he's got a set of 411s or 410s, and he just switches uh, the center section out. Anyway, so I spent some time taking the drive shaft apart because that was the first place I, I looked, and then I noticed that there were some other little things in there, little nuts and bolts that were loose, so I tightened those up. My exhaust was hanging down a little lower than I thought, so I tightened that back up. Then I noticed it was rubbing on the emergency brake cable, and I go, well, okay, that's another problem. So right now the car's sitting up on all four jack stands because it's going to require a little PM, which is a, uh, the abbreviation for preventative maintenance. Remember that, preventive PM. PM is, and this is, you know, you hear Tim on, uh, if you ever listen to uh, Saturday Morning, The Grease Gurus, Tim always talks about preventative. o'clock. Nine o'clock, yeah, I'm here on a ten, ten o'clock on the Tan Talk Radio Network. So Tim, matter of fact, why, if you got Timmy's number, why don't you go ahead and give Timmy a call? See if he's sitting around drinking a beer, and uh, he'll give us a call. He'll tell us about PM. No, it's uh, preventative maintenance. At any rate, um, so you got to do that every once in a while. You have to just stop, you know, set if, particularly if you have an old car because they do require a little bit of attention. You know, newer cars, you know, they're under warranty. You take them in for service, drive them. Take them back in for service, you know, put a few miles on them and then, you know, sell them and then go buy another one and start the process all over. But if you have an old car, classic and antique or something like that, you really need to know how to use some tools, the basic stuff. You really should know how to use, do the brakes, you know, or at least be able to identify 
what's wrong? You know, if a brake doesn't work right, you know, if it's pulling on one side, you know, is it a caliper, is it a brake shoe, is it a drum, is it something, you know? Uh, if you get a little rattle in there, you know, you want to look underneath the car, see where that is. You know, have some good, good quality jack stands. Like right now, my truck, my truck, my car's sitting on all fours up in the air. And uh, so, you know, so I can slither underneath it here over the next couple of days and just kind of get a few pieces and, and fix it. And uh, but the thing is, is that because I'm kind of a perfectionist, I like doing things myself. I I know enough people that I can call and I can get reference information. And uh, hey, you know what? There's even this thing called YouTube. It's amazing. You know, if you don't know how to do it, YouTube it. That's what they say. And uh, you know, you just go YouTube it. it. Says how to fix the brakes on your car. YouTube it. How to uh, adjust the carburetor in your car. YouTube it. How to play a guitar. YouTube it. You know, um, how to change out a light bulb. YouTube it, you know, so that that kind of works. So how to, it, how to host your own radio? No, <laughs> just come here. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you know what you do? You you watch us, and you see how we do it live on YouTube. On YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. So yeah, sorry, dog. Stand corrected. You can learn how to host a radio on show on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, at any rate. I think Bobby's got some Christmas music he wants to play for us, don't you, Bobby? Yes, Rob approved. Rob um, approved, okay. How about Christmas All Over Again, Tom Petty? Hey, that's a pretty cool old song. Hey, you're tuning into the Subjugating Cars, Don't Touch That Dial. We will be right back.
listeners. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friend, Corey, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. 7 o'clock, Psycho sees Santa's workshop, and only Lee Majors can stop them. In the night, the reindeer die. Be here. You can't show that commercial. That thing looked like the, the Manson family Christmas special. Think I'm way off base? Yes, you're, well, you're a tad off base, sir. Frank Cross is more than the youngest network president in television history. Call security. Have them change his locks and toss him out of the building. Oh, he's fired? It's Christmas. Thank you. Call the county. Stop his bonus. Watch out. He's a thoughtful boss. Thanks, boys. Get the nurse. A generous brother. What did he give you last year? I don't remember. A shower curtain. I think you dropped something here. And a true humanitarian. I can't get the antlers glued onto this little guy. We tried crazy glue. Have you tried staples? But his life is about to change. That was a good one. You are going to be visited by three ghosts tomorrow at noon. God, tomorrow's bad for me, Lou. As a matter of fact, the whole rest of the week is a washout. Anyone who thinks he hates Christmas is wrong. Go back to Jersey, you moron! <laughs> it's ghosts he hates. Like you'd seen a ghost. A ghost? John Forsythe. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait. Hey! You want to see me or is this a shotgun in your pocket? <laughs> you know this one? Everybody knows this one. Let's go now. Yeah, does everybody know this one? <laughs> Carol Kane. Robert Mitchum. I really care. David Johansson. Oh, I'm having the weirdest day. See Bill Murray get Scrooged. Hey, back off, big man. That may work with the checks, but not with me. Okay, we're back. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. It is Christmas Day. And again, we hope everybody had a great time uh, doing something they really enjoy. Just kind of, um, you know, spend time with family and friends and... Uh, even if you just sit around and do nothing. I mean, we're doing something we really enjoy. Yes, we're doing Coming, tr- trudging through the, uh, the the Florida sand uh, <laughs> to get here to uh, <laughs> to our beautiful studio, warm, cozy studios here in sparkling yeah. downtown Clearwater. Um, yeah. And if you would like to join in from your warm, uh, cozy studio, uh, <laughs> call us in at 727-441-3000. That's locally 727-441-3000. Toll free, 866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. Yeah. yeah spread yeah. Christmas cheer with us. Yes, yeah, spread Christmas cheer with us. Wow, you know what? We're only a week away from the end of the year. A week away. Jeez. Well, in that case, what? I guess we should go through all the exciting stuff and guests and events and things that we did throughout the year. 
Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. We could recap that, and yeah. we could uh, recap... Uh, Basically testing our memories. Testing our memories. That's exactly <laughs> right. Wow, what a busy year this was. And uh, so next year should be really, really good and interesting. In fact, it's going to start off pretty early here because uh, coming J- January 3rd is Meekum's Auto Auction in Orlando. So it's 11 days, 11 days of cars, 3,500. Now, last I heard, which was about a month ago, they had something like 3,200 cars already consigned. And uh, I had a friend of mine call me the other day, and he's looking for a 69Z28. And, the, you know, we're talking a little bit about the car values. Car values are kind of like, uh, I'm going to say they're kind of, there's, they're, they're, they're leveling off right now. And uh, there's a lot of things leveling off. I don't care whether you're in real estate, you know, stock market's kind of doing weird stuff. Uh, just, you know, but at any rate, the, um, that's, and, and, and these are normal cycles, okay? So we're just going through a cycle. I mean, if you stop and think about it, in 2000, let's say, Three, four, five, six, seven. The market went crazy. Then it tanked for a while. So it took about 2012 before it started taking off again. So we've had about a five, six year run where the economy's doing pretty decent. There's been some consistent growth and values have been going up. And say, and and I say this all the time. You know, the rarest of the rare cars will always bring crazy money. That's just the way it is. So if a guy really wants a car and there's one of three, and he's got a spare seventy million dollars laying around in his po- in his pocket, he's going to spend it on a 1962 Ferrari GTO. You know, that's just the way it is. And uh, you know, if another guy's got a spare ten or twelve million dollars in his pocket, he's going to go buy you know maybe one of six Ford. Daytona coupes, you know, and that's just the way it is. And uh, if a guy's got a spare million laying around, he's going to buy a 300 SL Gull Wing. But for the average guys like us, it's got maybe, you know, an extra 10 or 12 or 13 or 15 or 20 or 25 car, thousand dollars laying around. He's going to buy himself a Camaro, a Mustang, a Torino, a GTO, a Le Mans, a Roadrunner. And actually, for the money, if you stop and think about it, that's actually a pretty good buy. Now, Boss Rio 2s and Z28s are probably going to be pulling 40, 50, 60, 70 grand, you know, really nice ones, and over 100 if they're really nice. Shelby's probably deep into the hundreds, 100 up. Uh, let's just say a GTO, a nice goat, you know, with a regular motor in it and a four speed, probably 30, 40, 50, you know, somewhere in that price range, depending on condition. And I give you a spread, and the reason being is because you have to look at the car. There's all kinds of things you have to take in consideration, you know, authenticity, originality, you know, how much of the car is the real car, uh, if there's been any modifications. And, you know, some modifications are good. It took me for years, years to get used to the, uh, the idea of resto mods and uh and i understand that well uh, probably the best example and this was probably about five six years ago a guy came into one of the places i was kind of hanging out and he was looking for a 57 thun, uh 57 ca- uh, chevy convertible and he had a beautifully restored 57 in fact i think it was a 2.4 car 283 or 265 i think is what it was maybe it was a 283 yeah i think that was the first year for 283 and uh it was a 2.4 car but the car was worth like $100,000. He spent a ton of money on the car, had it restored. He said, the car is really too nice, and it's temperamental. And this is what I'm talking about early. You know, it's like with our MGB or one of my vintage Mustangs or the old 356. You've got to know how to – you've got to drive them, and you've got to tinker with them. And when they do have an issue, you've got to be able to kind of do preventative maintenance. Stay on top of them, you know. Keep them going. Check your – obviously, check your tires, you know. I was going to say – Check the radiator if you got a 356, if you got a Porsche, but since they're air-cooled and the motor's in the wrong end of the car, it's in the back. And uh, depends on who you talk to, though. Uh, You're despicable. <laughs> uh, but I like air-cooled cars. I think 356s and 911s have just a really, really cool sound. You know, just like Datsun 240Zs, they got a neat sound to them. You know, there's certain cars that have a cool sound when you hear them. 5.0 Mustang's got a very distinct sound. Uh... 70 uh, GTO has a distinct sound. Uh, a lot of those cars, you know, uh, the, the a Chevrolet, you know, those cars all have kind of distinct sounds. And you kind of want to preserve that because, you know, it's funny. It's like a song. A song you've always heard. And when, when people do the cover, if they stay on time and on cue and, and, and don't change the lyrics and, and the melody and everything like that, you can kind of sing along with it because it's in your head. You know what it sounds like. You know what it feels like. You, you get the vibe. Well, it's the same thing with a car. You know you know what that car sounded like when it was original. Oh, yeah, one of my pet peeves. Um, talk about original cars. Back in the 70s, okay, since I was around back then, and I, even though I was a kid, I didn't start driving until 72, late 72, that is. You know, a lot of those cars sat level, okay? In some cases, some of the cars actually squat, okay? So having said that, when I go to these auctions, these car shows or whatever, and I see the car 
Now, obviously, when we were kids, you know, oh, wow, I'm going to put big N5015s on the back, and I'm going to put some Gabriel hyperjackers on it, and I'm going to jack this thing up and, you know, put some small wheelies on the front and, you know, make it look like probably Kragers or something like that or aluminum slots or American torque thrusts or something like that. But, you know, then all, all the cars all look like, uh, you know, an airplane coming in for a landing or something like that. You know, they're all jacked up in the back. And, of course, road, that was drag car style, you know. And uh, But road race cars were always low and level. And if you remember, like your Trans Ams, your Z28s, your Boss 302s, you know, those cars were all basically, their roots were in road racing. And uh, with Chevelles and Torinos and, and B-Bodies, th- that was more of a... They're intermediate-sized cars, and what's interesting is like my Ranchero, which is an intermediate car. It's a Torino, basically. It's uh, 18 feet long. It's as long as a Lincoln, you know, and, um, well, just short of it, you know, a full-size Cadillac or something like that. But it's it's a good-sized car, you know, and we take that for granted. You know, people say, oh, I got a full-size car today. Hell, it's uh, short compared to those cars. Very small. But what? they're roomy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so at any rate, where I'm going with this is uh, – yeah, those cars were just basically like sporty personal cars. They something like the Thunderbird and uh, and the Buick Riviera and the Tornado, and let's see what else. The Eldorado. They call those personal luxury cars. Well, the GTO and the and the and the and the Roadrunner and the Torino GT. Those cars were kind of like uh, they were personal cars too, but they were kind of personal sport package cars. Okay. And uh, but a lot of them wound up on the on a drag strip, you know, because they had you know 429 Cobra Jets, or they had LS5, LS6 Chevrolet Chevelle motors in them, 4, 455 Pontiac, 455 Buicks, uh, 383 and 440 Mopars, you know, that was it. And uh, but anyway, those were pretty cool cars. But again, all those cars were level, level, you know. So what you do is you take a tape measure, and you measure it from the front of the rocker panel behind the wheelhouse down. And you go to the rear of the wheel well, or the uh, rocker panel behind the dog leg, okay, in front of the rear wheel well, and you measure it. And it's supposed to be level, level. They didn't. I say that big talk's worth doodly squat. <laughs> anyway. Now, the moment that we've all been waiting for. <laughs> anyway, it's level. Okay, so having said that, it's level. And uh, so when I see these cars. Don't make me come up. I'm sorry, i got to call you back. <laughs> I go to the auctions, and I see these cars, and they got, uh, you know, jacked up in the back. The lease springs are hanging out, you know, and they got red lines on them or something like that. And the guy goes, yeah, that's uh, we, we had that car restored. Well, what we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. <laughs> uh, those cars were level. And, uh, you know, so that, that's, you know, it's kind of like I'm very critical of, of, of that kind of stuff, you know. And, and I go round and around with those guys sometimes, you know. But having said that, where I'm going Get with this. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> you suck! <laughs> uh, when I go to Meekums, for example, uh, occasionally people hire me to go do a PPI, physical inspection on the car, Okay. And uh, or what they call pre-purchase inspection, and I may be over there checking this Camaro out for a friend of mine because there's a '69 Fathom Green, which is actually a pretty color '69 Camaro Z28 over there. Uh, it's not non-RS car, so it doesn't have a flip-flop front end on it. You know the highway headlights, which was actually pretty cool, pretty state-of-the-art back in the day. And '60, let me see, '67, '68 had uh, the flip-flop or the hideaways, okay, and I think they were. Maybe vacuum operated motors, and I think 69, then 70, 68, 69. I think they were mechanical, and I think you can retrofit them. I think they make a kit for them. Actually, you know what's really cool? Hideaway headlights. That's kind of an interesting subject. We haven't talked about hideaway headlights. There was a lot of cool cars that had those back in the day. The Torino GT had hideaway headlights. The LTD had hideaway headlights. The Cadillac Eldorado in 67 had hideaway headlights. The Olds Tornado had pop-up headlights. Really cool. 68. 68 Impala and Caprices had hideaway headlights. Very, very rare. 69 Caprice and uh, SS Impalas. Actually, Impalas, it was an option. Had hideaway headlights. Really cool stuff, if you think about it, because basically it made the whole grill look really cool all the way across, you know? And then, of course, at night you flipped a thing, and some were vacuum-operated and some weren't. Cougars! Oh, yes, of course. Can't forget Cougars. And Thunderbird, 67 Thunderbird had hideaway headlights. 
In fact, I'll tell you what, if I forgot any cars that had hideaway headlights, feel free to call in the radio studio tonight. I should have made that a question for a giveaway. Hideaway headlights. Uh, yeah. Maybe for New Year's. Then. Maybe for New Year's, yeah. Um, well, now we can't. The Dodge Polera, I think 70, 69, 70, somewhere around there, they had hideaway headlights. Actually, hideaway headlights are pretty cool. Um, Imperial, did Imperial have it? Yeah, Imperial had it too. And uh, so if anybody's listening and they know uh, as much or more than I do about cars, please feel free to call in 727-441-3000. 3000, that's it. Yeah, 727-441-3000 yeah. or toll free 866-826-1340, 866-826-1340. Now, it's funny how, see, this is this is the cool thing about radio. Our show's live, so we're at random. I have my notes here in front of me, or I kind of know roughly what I'm going to talk about. But sometimes, you know, we deviate. And, uh, you know, so, like, for example, today we got into the subject about uh, um, hideaway headlights, which I always thought were pretty cool. Corvettes had hideaway headlights. They had the, ro- the roly-floly ones and then uh, on the mid-years and then the pop-ups on the C3s. That was pretty cool. And let's see, what other car had hideaway headlights back in the day that was pretty, pretty, pretty awesome? I'll think of it. But I think Bobby's got something queued up on the radio. And uh, so as he slowly drops the needle in the groove, we're going to play. Carefully, don't want to scratch it. I don't want to scratch it. What are we playing there, Bobby? We're going to hear some uh, Frosty the Snowman, except the Venturi's version. Oh, the Venturi's version. Hey, don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you're celebrating Christmas right here on the Tantalk Radio Network. family left on their Christmas vacation. Did we miss the flight? No, you just made it. They forgot one small thing. Have yourself a terrible feeling. Did you lock up? Yeah. Do we set the timers on the lights? Mm-hmm. What else could we be forgetting? Our troubles will be ours. Kevin! Home alone. Police in the northern suburbs are on the lookout for a pair of burglars who are calling themselves the Wet Bandits. We know that you're in there. It's Santa Claus and it's Elf. Get off my property. This is my house. I have to defend it. Where's your mother? My mom's in the car. Where's your father? He's at work. What about your brothers and sisters? I'm an only child. Where do you live? Can't tell you that. Why not? Because you're a stranger. He's a kid. I mean, what can a kid do to us? Kids are stupid. I know I was. You still are, Marv. This is it. 
to get out on your runway and hitchhike. I am going to get home to my son. Shoes off. I'm dressed like a chicken. Gus Polinski, Polka King of the Midwest. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll gladly drive you. Hey guys. Yesterday he was just a kid. But tonight, he's a home security system. You guys give up? Oh yeah, thirsty for more. From John Hughes. You know, I got a feeling this is gonna be your best Christmas ever. A family comedy without the family. Home alone. Are you here all alone? I'm eight years old. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. Directed by Chris Columbus, coming November 16th. Okay, we're back. You tuned in to a very merry Nostalgic Radio Cars Christmas. So, uh, hey, I like that. You like that, huh? Yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I do, too, is uh, we were talking about the flip-flop headlights or hideaway headlight cars. So if you got some that I forgot, feel free to give us a call here at the studio, 727-441-3000. At any rate... I can flip-flop for just a second sure. and say, follow us on social media. Facebook, at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Twitter, at NRC On Air. Instagram, at Gulfstream Motorsports. YouTube, at Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's go give our friends up at flacarshows.com a little pitch, because if you want to find out where all the car shows are going to be coming up here in 2019, that's just around the corner. That's a week from today. Uh, check out flacarshows.com, and you can find out where all the cool stuff is. Like I said, the kickoff for the year is going to be Meekum. And then a week and a half after that, in Scottsdale, Arizona, ladies and gentlemen, put that on your bucket list. The show of shows, all, I mean, there's like six auctions going on there. Barrett Jackson, Russo and Steel, uh, Worldwide, Bonhams, RM, and one of my favorite, Goodings. And there's really, when they use the term, there's something there for everybody There really is. And, uh, you know, it's like Meekums, for example. You know, we were talking about uh, a 69 Camaro that, or Z28 that a friend of mine wants me to go check out for him. You know, if you're going to drive the car every day, then buy yourself a nice driver. But if, you know, keep in mind, back in the day, and I can tell you this from my own experiences, and I'm sure there's some listeners and some other TV shows and radio shows, they talk about this all the time. Back in those days, it was just a car, man. We went out and we street raced. The first thing I did, I remember when I got my 72 Rancho GT, off! came the exhaust manifolds, off came the carburetor, off came all the smog, off came the intake manifold, on one a Holly, on one a Holly carburetor, on one an Edelbrock intake manifold, set of headers, changed the gears, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know what? We chucked all that stuff. So, you know, it went right in a scrap pile. So for any of that stuff to still be around, it's pretty rare. Now, keep in mind, a lot of cars didn't get molested. A lot of cars, you know, they had conservative guys that bought them and just left them alone. And they're probably still low mileage, and they're survivor cars, and there's a few of those. Or there's reproduction parts out there. Or a lot of stuff got taken off or bought over the counter or it was still available. But anyway, so needless to say, uh, oh, yeah. And then when we legged them, legging means stepping on the gas. Uh, yeah, you know what? Disconnect the rev limiter on those things like uh, Shelby's and Bosses. Well, not Shelby's didn't have any, but Boss 302s and Boss 351s and Boss 429s all had them. Torino Cobra Jet cars did. Uh, some of the GM cars had electronic ignition and rev limiters. And they were usually set around 6,100, 6,200 RPM, sometimes 65. Well, you know, we wanted to twist those cars more than that, especially if we stuffed and shoehorned a little bump stick in there. And a bump stick is a nickname for a camshaft. And uh, so, you know, we're twisting those things 7,000, 7,500 RPMs. In some cases, a lot higher than that, depending on how much compression you were running. But nonetheless, all that stuff got chucked. So don't be surprised and if you don't if you find a car that's really, really cool and it doesn't have the original motor in it because if you've got all the paperwork and all the pedigree, yeah, that's a pricey car. It's worth a lot because it's an original unrestored unmolested car. But if it's a nice-looking Z28 and somebody found it and has been changed the color four or five times and they modified the interior a little bit and they did this and they did that, you know, but it's pretty much kind of gone back to stock and original except for the motor and the training in the rear end, that's a good car. That's a good driver car. You know, you can go out and have some fun with it. And you can still do some mods to it. Uh, where I was talking earlier is uh, I was talking about resto mods. 
And WrestleMods, you know, I was really opposed to that for the longest time, but now I see it. You know, I wouldn't do it to a rare car like a Shelby or Boss or a Z or a, you know, Trans Am or, or something like that. But if you had a Chevelle or, you know, maybe you just changed the motor and training, you put updated brakes and suspension, a few pieces like that, you know, that's okay, you know. And then if the car's not worth what a restored car or, or an original Survivor car. Um, but still, you can have a lot of fun with it. We got somebody on the line, Bobby? No? Okay, because I saw the phone light up. Probably a question person. Uh, one of my other pastimes is to... Just Rob telling us we're still doing good. Okay, good. Thanks, Rob. Keep listening, buddy. And uh, I'll see if I can dig in my uh, box of goodies and find you some other goodies between now and New Year's. But at any rate, um, one of the things I like to do is I love going to swap meets. Now, uh, I think it's the first Sunday of every month, Sumter County Fairgrounds swap meet. Yes, yours truly, the parts junkie, will be there. And uh, But I like going on Craigslist and sometimes eBay, and I like looking at old stuff. And while we're on the subject about um, hideaway headlights, something else, we're, uh, I'm a four-speed guy. So four-speed, let's see, come up with some nicknames. Handshaker, forehooker. Um, you know, grab gears, you know, uh, see what else did we call those things back in the day. Lots, lots of stuff, but shifters, you know, a lot of the cars came with, uh, inland shifters was probably the most, um, common name. And that was like a lot of the cars that had stick shifts back in general motors used them. Chrysler used them. Ford used them. Remember the uh, early Corvettes had the little T pull up to like a, had like a reverse lockout. Mustang had a reverse lockout. Mopar had a reverse lockout. It was a little T trigger. You pulled up on it and you slide the gear over either up, over and up or over and back, over and down, wherever it wasn't. So we, we had those for a while. And then uh, obviously Hearst was the H-U-R-S-T, her shifters, was kind of like the predominant aftermarket one. Mr. Gasket made a few. Some cars actually came with her shifters. I think Chevrolet, General Motors, had a Muncie transmission in their car, which was a full aluminum transmission, and they actually had a Muncie, and it was engraved, it was etched in there, and the shifter stock said Muncie. That's actually a rare shifter handle. So, you know, when you're out and about and you're, you know, see that kind of stuff laying around, Definitely uh, pick one of those up. And uh, let's see, Mr. Gasket, let's see, Hearst. Uh, God, I can't think of all of them. Uh, there was a number of them out there. But one of the shifters that I always liked, and we raced them back in the day, and reverse lockout was important because sometimes when you're banging gears, you would uh, accidentally hit reverse. That was a no-no. So that's why we had this thing called a uh, reverse lockout. Now, Hearst came up with a shifter called a vertical gate. And what a vertical gate was, was basically it was a spaced out shifter hung on the side of the tail shaft and had straight rods. So if you're power shifting, which is basically you just, you know, you, you keep your foot down on the throttle and you clutch as fast as you can and shift. And realistically, like guys like Grumpy Jenkins, a real good friend of mine locally, Ward Blazer, um, you know, Glidden, Bob Glidden, a lot of those guys all raced, uh, you know, um, George uh, Montgomery. Everybody raced four speeds back in the day, you know. I mean, we didn't have automatics. I mean, automatics were quick, you know. Today, they're really quick. I understand that. But back in the day, you know, if you could shift pretty quick, you were the, – the deal was is an automatic was actually – not so much that it would actually fish, sh- shift quicker. It was just qu- it was just more consistent out of the hole. Okay, that's really what it was. It was all about consistency because a lot of us, like – and I was notorious for that. I could shift just as fast as an automatic in some cases. And uh, so, you know, because there, there is a little slide in there. I mean, but at any rate, so four-speed guys. So one of the shifters that they came out with back in the late 60s was a vertical gate, and it had a reverse lockout. And it was just a, it was like you threw it forwards, you pull it back, you threw it forwards, and you pull it back. So one, two, three, four. And uh, it was a pretty cool shifter. And I was stumbling around on Craigslist today, and I actually saw one on there. And, you know, they were 75, 80 bucks back in the day, and now a collector piece could be four or five hundred bucks, you know. So if you see one of that, and it was kind of a goofy looking thing, you know, it had a little lever on it, one for reverse lockout, and then it had this little little thing to look like a, I don't know, looked like a set of brass knuckles on it with two slots in it, and then it, you, most of the time everybody had a T handle on it, and uh, shift knobs. That's another one we can talk about T handles and and uh, all the other uh, round balls. I like round balls. I ran some Hurst T shifters for a while. And uh, some of the Hearst T-shifters had a, uh, a little button on the side, you know, for a uh, vertical, for a uh, uh, line lock. Line lock was, uh, you know, where you could lock the front brakes and burn the tires, heat them up a little bit, and then you could put pressure on it, eee, you know, rev the engine and pull the line lock button and the car would take off. All kinds of cool stuff, you know. But I love looking at this retro stuff because it just takes me back to the day when I screwed up my cars. 
Cut big holes in the floors so I could put my Super Shifter in there. Actually, Hearst had a vertical gate. Then they came out with the Super Shifter 1, and they had a Super Shifter 2. The Super Shifter 1 and the vertical gate were very similar because they had reverse lockouts. The Super Shifter 2, which is actually still in my car, actually, in order for the to you didn't have a reverse lockout. What you did is you pushed down over and up. So you pushed down. That was the reverse lockout. So if you're going forwards, one, two, three, four, you didn't have to worry about hitting reverse because the only way you could get it reversed, you had to push down over and up, kind of like a sports car. But uh, what else we got? We got another song there? We got a few minutes left, Bobby? Well, we got a few minutes left, but I uh, thought that uh, you should tell the listeners what you do. What I do, Plug yes. yourself. Yes, plug, 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 plug myself. Give yourself a Christmas present. Give myself a Christmas present. Since we've present. given the listeners a Christmas present with all this Christmas music and all these Christmas clips. Yeah. Give yourself one. Oh, up. I dropped they, my hat. Oh, my hat fell off. Okay. So anyway, let me put my brains back on. Uh, I do, and go check out our website, GolfStreetMotorsports.com. I do appraisals on classic and antique cars and modern cars and boats and motorcycles. But I also do diminished values and total loss reports. And uh, that's been kind of picking up for me a little bit this year. It's something I started probably, the appraisals I started out back in, in the late 80s. And then the diminished values I stumbled on that in the early 90s because one of my customers, or mid-90s, had a, uh, a Mitsubishi uh, Mirage that was hitting the side and got in the front cowl in the post. And um, so what a diminished value is, it's the, uh, the, the lost value of your crash car. So before an accident, your car's worth, let's just say, $30,000. After the accident, even though it looks nice and it's fixed, it's not worth what it was before the accident. So there's a lost value. There's a diminished value. The car's diminished. The accident diminished the value of the vehicle. Okay, lost value. So that could be as much as five thousand. In some cases, ten thousand, depending on how serious it is. Because it could either be cosmetic, it could be uh, unibody, it could be structural, it could be frame damage. And uh, you know, nowadays you see all these car dealerships. They advertise accident free. Well, you know, first question I get asked: any paintwork or damage? Does it have a clean Carfax? So I write the report. So if anybody you know has been involved, has a late model vehicle, 2016, 17, 18, 15, or a good, clean, low mileage car, one owner that's never been involved in an accident, give us a call here. Contact us at uh, GolfStreamMotorsports.com. And uh, let us look at your uh, your your vehicle, the accident, not necessarily the accident report, but the repair order, the the body shop report, repair order. And let's just see if you've got uh, a potential claim against the at-fault insured, the guy that caused the accident, third party. And uh, you may be entitled to some money. How well, how'd that commercial go? Before you call 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741, and we will take care of your diminished value. Hey, I like that. That's pretty good. we got to make that commercial. What do you think? But mm. anyway, I think we got, what, about a million and a half left, Bobby? Do I have enough to just jab, 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 jab? Close her up. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it up. But anyway, hey, uh, next year, next year, next week, well, wait a minute. I guess it will be next year when we uh, see you guys. So uh, Talk to you next year. Talk to you next year. Yeah, okay. So, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to check us out every Tuesday night here on the Tantalk Radio Network between 7 and 8 p.m. for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports. Next year promises to be a really cool year. We're going to, again, have celebrities and car guys and people in the know and talk about motorcycles and music, all kinds of cool stuff. So, uh I want to see you guys at some of the car shows, see at some of the swap meets, see at some of the music venues, see at some of the auctions, and see you on the streets. Hey, in the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody, and we'll see you next Tuesday night here on the Talk Radio Network. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen. Order wall. Nothing new. So you will go. Except we need.